yeah. Puns up. That's really wild. Well, if you have this much opposition, literally in demonic signs and wonders attacking your ministry constantly, you must be doing something right. First, the audio inter interface, brand new, blows up, restart everything. It's working. Then both YouTube channels don't work. You have to restart the event. I mean, if this isn't demonic attack against RLM, nothing is. So I thank you, Father, for all these curses. These are word curses and witchcraft prayers. Being empowered by deceived Christians praying for us and cursing us. You see it. People hate our guts, do anything to destroy us. It's true. And let all those curses that are coming against us be turned into blessings. All their words be canceled, all their demonic assignments destroyed and struck down by the captain of angel armies, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. And these people cursing us, I pray they be forgiven and washed head to toes, and their tongues be circumcised down through their hearts into their bowels in Jesus' name. Completely unexplainable technical difficulties. We've had this refined and perfected for days. <laughs> no explanation. Just warfare. So let's just rise above the warfare. Let it wash everyone and everything here in this place every soul just be open to fresh rain of god's angelic glory <laughs> blast it wash it heal it and destroy all the works of the devil lord jesus manifesting out of our hearts get it so easy rivers of cream and butter Religion is hard, so when you have difficulties, it's because the religion always opposing your true spirituality. Well, we broke through, now everything's working perfectly. Hallelujah. The sound and audio look amazing. Video looks good. Yeah, let's just close that whole window. Hallelujah. <laughs> we got a whole new studio, new camera, new cables, new cords, new microphones. There's a million things going on here. It took weeks to refine it all. The enemy is so angry at us for promotion and excellence. We had a prophecy about Joel's Bar in 4K, 4K TV. Very important, moving ahead in that kind of quality and excellence. Amen. Thank you, Father. Burn up all our enemies with unquenchable fire. Burn up all the chaff, which is every word that speaks against us in the realm of the spirit and the realm of the natural. Your word is King of kings and Lord of lords. Revelation 19, what is the King of kings? The word of God. Written on his thigh was the name of the Word of God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Living in the presence. Living in the
seeing Gideon 300 right now and armies opposing the sons of God in English Israel and these armies that oppose God's anointed ones which is Christians or Israelites getting so blasted by simply drinking the living water I saw God's champions being opposed by entire armies it's a thousand to one it's more than that actually but the one who drinks has the rivers of angel armies angel power is in the water you're drinking even if a million demons oppose you one drinker could easily slaughter them all in the river of all angel power because you're drinking the river of all angel power so we drink the river of all angel power and release all angel power from the throne of God and the Lamb upon all the armies that oppose us the true Israel of God in Jesus name How many demons do you break through to win one soul? More than you can imagine. It's layers and layers of hell that keeps people from living in the full glory of God the Father. That's what opposes you and I. That's what's burning in the river of life today. up a furnace of your power and glory mighty warrior king of glory God our father in this place Rabbit hole music right here. Unbuckle your seatbelt and fly out the window. And the righteous shall mount on wings of eagles. the sore losers. Soar above the jealousy and pride. Soar above the immaturity and the demon possessed. Just soar. 
soar above the sickness and disease. Soar above the poverty and the greed. Soar above the earth. Your throne is the heavens, bride of Christ. Your clothing is the stars and the sun. Your dance floor is the moon. Revelation 12:1 be activated with power upon your souls. telling me my mighty power is working through the technical difficulties it's not even the clarity and quality of the broadcast that matters as much as the glory going out the glory goes out just the same if things are working or not and when things are breaking down they're especially confronting and breaking the power of the enemy He's saying that was a, a valuable and powerful time, equal to the time now when everything's smooth. the greater one in us we loose the greater one in us upon he who's in the world melt them like wax heavenly father out of our womb melt our enemies like wax throw them all in the lake of your fire fire
Father, you are mighty in this place. Let our consciousness be captured by your power. King of kings, Lord of lords. capturing our hearts and minds. Let all our awareness be in you, Father. Let there be no awareness outside of your power. Only then can we love perfectly. Consume all our consciousness, subconsciousness, and un consciousness in the deepest places of our thoughts and let them be controlled by your power. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. Praise you, Father. Jesus. Thank you, Father. stronger is if you're opposed. If everyone sings your praises, you never get stronger. If everyone just honors you, you never get stronger. You get strong by dishonor. Look at Jesus. One in 10,000 honored him. <laughs> if that's how they treat the master of the house, how do you think they're going to treat you? <laughs> They called them every name in the book. False prophet, cult leader. They had every name for him. Who were these people attacking God in the flesh, in the man Christ? Who were they? They're the sons and daughters of Satan, weren't they? Jesus repeatedly told the people that he was speaking to that their father was the devil. Is everyone who opposes us a son and daughter of Satan? I mean, did everyone that opposed Jesus be called the son and daughter of Satan? Is that true? Are the religious and the persecutors, the mockers, the liars, the gossipers, the backbiters, are they the children of hell or heaven? Hell. But what is heaven's attack 
to the children of religious hell. A flood of living water. See, even though they don't drink the water into their heart, there is a judgment upon the sovereignty of the throne, releasing it upon their flesh. Acts 2, quoting Joel, I will pour out my spirit or my water on all flesh, means we've come to the level where there's no more decisions for Christ. See, the gospel's been preached to the whole world. You've had decades of internet. You've had decades of signs and wonders. You've had decades of video coverage of signs and wonders. You've had the knowledge of the glory preached into the entire world. Everywhere in the world, there's internet. Everywhere in the world, they can see and find God easily with two clicks of a button. Be like, oh, the, you know, listen, guys. I lived off and on for 20 years down in Mexico. Maybe you have a family of seven with dirt floors. Every one of them had a cell phone connected to the internet on a dirt floor. Things are completely different. It's so different, you guys. There's internet cafes in the poorest places. I'm telling you, this is a remarkable thing of technology to spread the glory. And so, people's hearts, you think, would soften. But that has been the opposite of our experience. It's been the opposite. It's actually remarkable that the greater the glory, the greater the hardening of hearts. Was that true in Jesus Christ's ministry? Is he the king of glory? As he grew, did his opposition grow? Oh, like you can't even imagine. So don't expect a pat on the back by even your closest friends as you go to the next level of glory. They usually manifest jealousy on you something because no one can know the heart it's beyond searching out only the spirit which is god sees the heart you don't know your own heart you can't only the spirit does so unless you're led by the spirit of truth and you're open to continuous discipleship and refinement and humility can you even expose the areas of your heart that God's dealing with? And he's opening up the bowels of compassion, like it says in 1 John. The bowels of compassion. So you can go right through your bowels, right through your spirit, into heaven. In every blockage from your mind, which is your eye, all the way down through your spirit, and everything in between, you know, those 20 inches clear and clean and sparkling and flowing with the river of life. The river of life is not just giving people a drink and refreshment and soaking. It is the access to God the Father. That's how you know God. That's how your mind or your eye connects to God. If you're not in the river and the river is not in you, there is no connection to God. You might know about God. You might be around the glory of God of others that have a connection, but you may not have one yourself. That's why the man at the wedding feast didn't have his clothes on. What was his clothing? He didn't have the internal plumbing or the connection to God. And it was visible to everyone because everyone had the internal connection or a pure heart whose eye was connected to the eyes of God. And if your eye is not connected to the eyes of God through a clean, crystal clear inner man, it's all fake and religion. So people will have, this is the transition, they'll have their brain or their eye where you see connected to an external experience but have no internal sacrifice of heart. They're called false brethren. Do you understand that's what a goat or a tear or a foolish virgin is? It's someone that didn't become a temple of the Holy Spirit, and so they're external, like, come Holy Spirit. Can you be a temple of the Holy Spirit and say, come Holy Spirit? 
Absolutely not. That's insanity. That's mental illness. Because out of your innermost being flows rivers of the Holy Spirit, right? So we have an entire culture of externalists who don't know him at all, but claim to be his people and claim to represent him. And I'm not saying they don't have the zeal. The zeal is amazing. The zeal is like fascinating to look at. And I'm sure their intentions are just perfect. And they are. Their intentions, that's why they'll get offended when they realize they're not actually serving God. Because you can only worship God in spirit. You ask any of these people where their spirit is, they don't know. They'll point to the flesh of their heart. They'll be like, uh, inside, maybe, I don't know, outside, maybe seated with Christ in heavenly places. And they'll quote Ephesians. Which is technon baby, babyhood immaturity. The issue is, that's where almost all the charismatic churches right now. And God wants to take us out of babyhood into a, a level of maturity where you can accurately know God, see God, walk with God, and teach people the river and how to connect with God. Because even though all these causes are so wonderful and they appear to be doing something good, doesn't mean any of it is God's will. You'd be surprised how much strange fire is going on right now still amongst God's people. It's the majority, it's not minority, it's vast majority. Because the only thing that is orchestrated or authorized called authorized fire is that which proceeds from God the Father. And so you can have ideas about God, you can read his book and think you're doing God's will, but God's a spirit, and so obedience comes by being controlled in your eye by God's spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Controlled in your mind by God's Spirit and increasing His control and decreasing yours. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. What is His high ways and high thoughts? His throne. Revelation says they'll come to a place of maturity where the throne of God is with men or inside men because the morning star rose in their hearts, 2 Peter 1.19. So when you're practicing the presence of God, which is true spiritual prayer, you're developing a knowing of him. Is it soaking? No, it's the new covenant temple burning. It's releasing and your mind might be carried from the river within to do external works. Good works prepared for you, but it's in the river course, the water course. And it's inside banks built by angels and not human hands. We don't do anything human ever. It's illegal activity. If you're involved in human activity, you're involved in demonic activity. Cain's building. And Cain built the first city. Cain's offspring built the Tower of Babel. And Cain's offspring built Babylon the Great. And there's no question about it. Cain is still influencing all our hearts to this moment. If you think you're without Cain, you're totally deceived. Because Cain is every last speck and plank of pride blinding you from the perfect vision of the seven eyes. The key is coming to an understanding that you are a blind man. And now he sees that you have no ability whatsoever in the self, which is the flesh, and his ability is a gift of grace constantly manifesting through your inner man. And if he's not seeing and revealing in your spirit today, you won't see today. So you walk by faith, not by sight. You'll walk in the darkness. Oh, no about He will test you in darkness. He will test you in storms. Were the disciples tested in storms? Were the disciples tested it continuously? <laughs> Not just before the crucifixion, after the crucifixion. Wow. I mean, how many times? 
arrested, stoned, shipwrecked, beaten, completely rejected by his entire nation, chanting. He had groups of people in Jerusalem going on 21-day fasts until Paul, Saul of Tarsus, was killed. Can you imagine being hated that much for the glory of God? The groups of people are fasting 21-day fasts. You gotta understand this, it's the equivalent of having charismatic churches today do a 21-day fast to shut down some kind of preacher. And people have done that before. We had a sister 10 years ago that did a 21-day fast to destroy Red Letter Ministries because she was so certain it was the devil. About a week into her 21-day fast, Jesus Christ met her. It says, why are you destroying my son? Why are you attacking my son? Jesus came to her. She's been permanently intoxicated with the glory ever since. She's one of the craziest drunks in the world now after that encounter. She thought I was the devil before. Then she got drunk with the encounter with Jesus seven days into a 21-day fast. If that's not the mercy of God, I don't know what it is. So you can see the Pharisees go from total anti-Christ, attackers and murderers of the sons of God, to immediately in their company overnight. That's how intense the deception is. That's how thick the veil of religion is on charismatic Christians' eyes. This woman was involved in signs and wonders ministry, hello, around the healing of the sick and the raising of the dead. But the drunken glory in this whole realm was so far out from charismatic signs and wonder Christianity that they were certain, and there's been, I mean, just hundreds of people over the years that we've gone too far. Listen, you guys, the problem is we think the charismatic church is the promised land, but it's not even close. It's not even close. It's not even in the same world as the promised land. It's true. Charismatic church is still in the world of Babylon the Great. Major, major influence of Babylon the Great. I know, I've tested it 100,000 times. I've been around charismatic people, praying in tongues, worshiping God fervently, fasting and praying, <laughs> and going into open vision. And the Father showing me every single one of these people is chained to the principality of Jezebel. 100%. There wasn't a free person there in the whole 1,500 crowd. And he said, wave your hand and I'll prove it. I waved my hand and waves of glory came out of my hand. This is in 2008. 1,500 people started coughing and choking, all demon-possessed. Charismatic people worshiping God in Christian music with the gifts of the Spirit 100% demon-possessed. That doesn't freak you out. Nothing will. But it's the truth anyhow. That's how far away the charismatic church today is from the promised land of throne room glory. <laughs> A river of life activity. See, you can take the spirit and then go into a building made by human hands and apply it to all your activity and think you have the anointing, the gifts of God are irrevocable, do all this stuff, but you're very far from God, far from his thoughts, far from his ways. The only people that get to know God are the ones that constantly sacrifice their hearts and their brains and their bones in the waters of life that move, and they're moving in them. I'm not saying you're anchored in one spot in the river. Get out of here with that nonsense. That's more deception. People come to the banks of the river. That's what the serpents did in John the Baptist's day. John the Baptist says, do you reptilians come down here to splash the water on your snake skins and expect to be saved? That's what he said to him. He called them reptilians, serpents. Do you expect to be saved by splashing water on your serpent skin? which is applying the glory externally. Wow. 
That's what he said in the Bible. Because he saw how religion, the do's and don'ts, the rights and wrongs of the outer man, was the kingdom of hell's deception of the whole world. That's what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is. It's applying the truth externally. Remember, Satan told Eve the truth. It was the truth from the devil's perspective, the devil's realm, that pulled Adam and Eve out of the glory. It wasn't a lie. It was the truth, but it was the realm they spoke the truth from that caused the depolarization of the glory of God in their souls and limited them to natural beings of flesh and blood, tilling the ground, working the soil, pain and childbirth, desiring the man. All the curses in the world were from truth, believed and obeyed, outside the river. Same exact thing with all your lives today. You, A lot of people come into Red Letter Ministries and know it's the truth and are around the truth, but aren't in the water because there's no internal transformation. A lot. A lot of people haven't actually jumped in the water. They come to the water and they listen to the preaching of the river dwellers, but they never get in. This is half the people that come into Red Letter Ministries because there's no obedience, there's no sacrifice, there's no long-term fruit. You know, we call them two-week Billy Grahams, two-week Bill Johnsons. There's no actual conversion and transformation. They just want to hear the truth and then use it for the self-nature. They're the children of hell. That's what it means to be a false brother and a false sister. Just because you believe the same thing. Listen, all the demons believe in Jesus. Scripture says that. Every demon that's not able to be saved, they're fallen angels, cursed and damned to the lake of fire in the bottomless pit, believes in Jesus. They believed in the apostle Paul. <laughs> they all knew Paul was telling the truth. Remember the soothsayer following Paul? Th these are the men telling you how to be saved. The demon was shouting it out in the city. What? Yeah. Demons believe in God. The difference is the source of the spirit. That demon's connected to the throne of Satan. If you believe that demon, you'll still go to hell. <laughs> and that demon's telling you the truth. Religious demons will tell you the truth, and if you believe the truth from the demon, you'll still go to hell. You're in hell, because it's the connection of the word you believe that entered your spirit that is a cable and cord to an altar of demons. It's not about the afterlife, because your afterlife began the day you were conceived in your mother's womb. This isn't about where you go after you die. This is about the present moment for every man, woman, and child in the world. Okay, because your afterlife begins the moment you're conceived. You're already pulling in from the future and the past because you're a spirit that has a soul that lives in the body. Religion so fills the mind with darkness that we see only after death because death is the religious demon in their soul, in the spirit that's clogging all spiritual vision. The issue is your eternal position, your eternal life, either in light and darkness, is already fully activated in your soul throughout all the present moments of your life. And so when the body dies, it's just a continuation of whatever's going on on the inside. There's no surprise. The same exact atmosphere, the same exact realm is where your spirit will be right after you pop out of the body. How many grams? 21 grams. I looked it up. About 13, 19. When your spirit leaves your body, every single person when they die instantly loses 21 grams. You can physically measure the weight of a human spirit. Now, the issue is, did you give your consciousness to your spirit? Or did your consciousness belong to the outer realm and you lived in Babylonian idolatry all the days of your life? And Christianity that's not connected to the spirit is the most severe blasphemous idolatry on the planet. The most darkest, occult, sorcery-filled, Secret societies all claim to be Christian, even born-again Christian. Billy Graham was a 32nd degree Freemason that preached, you must be born again. <laughs> I'll just tell you the truth. Whoa. 
so this deception is far deeper and more ingrained in American society than you could ever, ever even imagine. That's why the opposition is so intense towards the glory of God. It reveals, oh my God, it's practically 99% paganism in the charismatic church. And maybe 1% of it will carry on through eternity, and that'd be accurate. 1% of what you see going on right now in Holy Ghost churches, how can it be? You watch. The coming glory of God will reveal how much you've labored in vain. And it's the love of God that disciplines his children for a harvest of righteousness. This isn't to beat people up. This isn't to say, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. This ain't that. This is because we want you to be strong in the Father. <laughs> the only reason why real prophets ever tell you the truth is to build up your spirit, to guide you along the way. The prophetic word is the guiding word, the living word that will build up your spirit and take your heart, mind, and bones with you in the way of the Lord. It's to grow you. See, a prophet has been so burnt up by God the Father that they get angry at anything that would waste your spiritual time because that's the distractions of Satan and his angels. A true prophet, eagle, hates snakes, hates them. And because if you can see the snakes, you can see the lies of serpents going and speaking into ears. You know, scripture says their ears are stopped with vipers. They got all kinds of snakes wrapped around their, their chest. There's a cobra, two-headed cobra, jennies and jambres, the knowledge of good and evil coming out their forehead of every religious person in the world. You know, religious people have a two-headed serpent coming out their forehead which is the knowledge of good serpent and the knowledge of evil serpent. That's the kingdom of hell controlling the brain that's unrenewed. It's actually extremely rare that a person isn't serpent controlled in their mind. So you just get very patient really, really quick. The, the renewed mind is the rarest treasure on earth. <laughs> it's unknown practically in charismatic Christianity. You think you talk about the mind of Christ? What is the mind? It's the mind, the smooth stone that has come out of the river of life. Five smooth stones, why? Because they had been washed in the water of the word so that the anointed one that David symbolized, the symbolism of Jesus Christ himself, the son of David, that David would have the smooth stones in his pouch to destroy all the works of the devil prophet, the apostle, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor, mind of Christ, smooth stone. Your brain is a stone, but it's jagged and really warped until it becomes smooth. How do you get smooth? Just like a stone does, water, lots and lots of water. And what, what's what? Drinking, coming to the fountain of life and drinking, coming to the river of life and drinking. And listen, you'll never be a smooth stone, any part of the fivefold, unless you spend years and decades in the river. You can't come out. If you come out of the river, you're not even practicing Christianity anymore. You'll have the forms and types and shadows, and you can deceive 100 million people, but you won't be walking with God anymore. <laughs> the people don't even know the difference of ministers in and out of the river in 2020. 2020 vision, we wish. I pray that for the whole world. It's just not reality. <laughs> we'll get there. The glory of God will burn up our deception. And it must. Because the Father is raising up a people that sees as he sees. Do you know that the vision of the Father is the living water flowing? The eyes of blazing fire is the river of life coming out of Jesus Christ's eyes in Revelation 4. So it's the washing of the water of the word that is spiritual vision. How much the lasers in your eyes of the waters of life are releasing out of your face into others, penetrating deep into the places of their innermost being is your accurate prophetic vision. And all God's people must be prophetic, because what does prophetic mean? Alive. Living. 
There is not one thing alive that's not prophetic. So, is the tree prophetic? Oh yeah, the tree's prophesied. Is the rock prophetic? These rocks cry out. Does creation prophesy continuously? Everything is being animated and coming more alive, reserved for fire or reserved for life. It's the fire of life. You know, the fire, people think fire is bad. Fire is the only way you have life in you. It's the dead things of the fallen angel activity last 6,000 years that blinds us from understanding the fire of life. The more fire, the more alive. God is an all-consuming fire, and God is love. He also calls himself wisdom. Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us. So if you understand these attributes and natures of God the Father, fire, love, and wisdom, and how God the Father operates in the fire and the love and the wisdom, you will start to get a grid for the burning up of all the souls in the world in the last days. I will test all your works in fire, Scripture says. So, if your works are being tested in fire, it shows you love God. If you are not allowing your works to be tested in fire, and you're running away from the fire, it shows you do not love God. You can fake it as much as you want. You only love God to the amount you've run into the fire and allowed your works, your businesses, your families, your friends, your relationships, your life to be tested in fire. That's the measure you love him. Because God is fire. <laughs> so you have to be in the fire, giving everything in your life to the fire in order to truly love him. And that fire becomes your degree of burning love. I make my ministers or my lovers flames of fire. Because how can you minister fire unless you're a lover? Because God is love and God is fire. Same substance, the fire of love. I will set my fire like a seal of love upon your heart. Song of Solomon, chapter 8. <laughs> so we begin to have the fire of love burn up everything in us that is false and deceiving. What is maturity? Fire. God is fire. And it has to burn in your heart. Now this is a, a mystic mystery that I just love so much that he's revealed to me this summer. Your heart is the seven candlesticks for the seven flames of Yahweh. God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. I know the seven spirits of God is the sevenfold Holy Spirit. Because I went through all the other stuff that people say otherwise, and it's just not true. I've had tremendous experience with the seven spirits of God. And I'll tell you, it's God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. It's not some different thing. If Trinity, if God can be three, the spirit can easily be seven. And the spirit is seven. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord. Seven spirits of God is the fullness of the Holy Ghost, and Jesus Christ knew the Holy Spirit as the seven spirits of God. How do you know that? Revelation has no mention of the Holy Spirit. Zero. Not said one time in the whole book. And this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Where's the Holy Ghost? Oh, Jesus at a sonship level of maturity knew the Holy Ghost as the seven spirits of God. And I've had the same journey myself in maturity to go from knowing the Holy Ghost in Pentecostalism, charismatic activity, now in the glory and even deeper in the glory to know the Holy Ghost as the seven spirits of God. It's the color in the cloud. The rainbow of Noah's Ark is the seven spirits of God, the Holy Ghost. It's true. And the Holy Ghost is the seven flames of Yahweh. It's the literal soul of God the Father. What's the fire of God? The seven torches burning. The seven torches is God the Father's soul manifest by the Spirit of God the Father. The Spirit of God the Father is seven. There are seven interior mansions, seven interior castles. Because you were created to be possessed 
by the seven spirits of God. Your soul is not healed, your soul is not restored until the seven spirits of God are burning in your heart. And you burn ever greater to the full dawn of day. What's the full dawn of day? The melting of the seven candles of your heart. And you will feel your heart burning ever hotter as the wax of thousands of years of DNA from mommy and daddy back to Adam melt in your heart. Your DNA, or your wax, is melting and straightening and being healed. God's not healing your wax, which most people try to just heal it because it's like, oh, i got to lose everything. Yep, you got to lose all your humanity. You must lose 6,000 years of humanity in your bloodlines to be a son of God. To take that path, and it's fun. What else are you going to do here? Everything else is a waste of time anyway. So you take your heart... And you give it to the seven torches, and you can disagree with me, and this will be activated in your life tonight. And you agree that the wax or the DNA and the genetics of your family tree are offered up as wax for the seven torches, seven flames of Yahweh, and it will melt them down. Now, this might take 20 years for some of you. You have that time. It might take five years, 10 years. You might continue this on in the future and a long time after the resurrection. But everyone that grows in God will go through this process sometime in their life. This is the part of growing in the glory, going from glory to glory. This is for all the believers who will be saved of all time will have to go through this. The melting of the wax of the lampstands of their heart. Now when the wax is melted down and you've yielded all the blood, the bones, the flesh, the DNA, your attributes, characteristics, all the things that make you you, you've given to the fire of God. And He alone is the flame in your heart. Oh, you feel your heart begin to melt. The melting of all the wax of you, and then it's gone. No more wax turns into a star. So you go from seven golden lampstands to seven stars in my right hand, which is called the maturity of the Technon churches in the world to the Huyos mature churches in the world. And the churches are the sons of God. These stars are sons. They're angels and they're stars. And they're mature ones. They're the angel-like children of the resurrection, Luke chapter 20. Meaning, we started out as a candle. Listen, I started out as one candle. You had one candle. Remember when you just knew the Holy Ghost? It was just one candlestick. Then it's like, whoa, the glory becomes seven. You climb in Mount Zion, the base of the mountain, you get one candlestick. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to treat the Spirit of God, the revelation of the Holy Spirit? Will you walk with... Most people just stay there. Holy Ghost is good enough, a little... Pentecostal activity, and we're in the signs and wonders. If we get a little fanatical with our one candlestick, you can take that one candlestick and raise a dead person with it. Think you're real special? Doesn't mean you're a son of God whatsoever. Science, miracles, and wonders ain't what it's about. That is, that doesn't confirm your maturity at all. That is not the confirmation of maturity. The confirmation of maturity is a star. That's what's written, Daniel 12. Some will shine as the firmament. Some will shine as the stars. Which company do you want to be with forever? The friends of the bridegroom or the bride of Christ? The standard here at Red Letter Ministries is friends of the bridegroom, people. And you're all a work in progress. The issue is, is we're helping to melt the wax in your heart. Which is the true growing in love. So when your heart's begin to melt within you as you walk with him along the way. How much of your heart will you allow to melt? Your heart is your feelings and emotions. <laughs> I want it all to melt away so the feelings and emotions of God the Father and the Lord Jesus in my heart are like a blazing star. Regini Kant. Regini. Kingship. The star of the king, the bright and morning star. I want the star that 
followed Jesus that the wise men followed to burn within my heart, the star of Jesus. You want to be that close to him in the heavens, that close to him on earth? Do you want to walk amongst the magi, the kings in the East Eden Gate that know him in that much fire? What's the difference between a candlestick and a star? Light, power, fire, solar system. One is an ecosystem. One is just an individual. That is your spiritual growth. What will you do with your one white candle? May you all turn it into seven. And may you melt them down into stars. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. We love you guys so much. Bless all our financial partners. Father, thank you for bringing and raising up new partners. And all the financial attacks and financial lies and financial fears will be obliterated. May your faith for finances grow. And as the wax in your heart, because money is what the main wax that needs to melt down in people's heart. You can fake it and pretend like it's not there. But you get real and you melt that wax by giving. Every time you give, you melt down the wax of money, the outer man's power, and the outer man's wealth for the inner man's power and the inner man's wealth. It's an acknowledgement that greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I will give the outer man's power to the inner man. It's the bowing to the inner man. It's the bowing to the throne of God. Every time you give financially, you're worshiping God by submitting the outer man to the inner man because God the Father is on the throne in our inner man. In Jesus' name, may you all bow by financial sacrifice and be so blessed as you give in the name of Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.